Welcome, everybody, to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. With you, as always, we have Bryant, the Captain Corrigan, and Andrew, Dish It Out Dobius. And we've finally welcomed back Brendan, the Big Deal Pika. Welcome back. Why, hello. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Sorry I didn't have a better nickname. I forgot to come up with one for you. (laughs) Hey, that was on the spot. Coming up with that on the spot, that was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we wrapped up week two in fantasy football. Yeah. It was, yeah, I don't want to say it was fun, exciting. That's what we always say. I always say exciting. Yes. I was really happy for you, too. We really got to see a lot more about who's involved, who's a competitor, who's got it going on. Uh, I'm stoked. It's going to be a good season. A lot has been shaken up already. Oh, boy. Yeah, we we learned a lot about week two, but there's still some questions I have. Uh, We'll probably get to some of those later on, but... That's what we're here for. Oh, man. Oh, man. What a great week. Oh, man. Yeah, I like it. Oh, man. Well, you know, there's a bunch of news that came up, but we'll go over those different bits while we go through the week two rewind. Let's start with, you know, two of your favorite teams, Indianapolis Colts. Two of my favorite teams. They scored 19 against the Tennessee Shocking Titans. They had 17. You know, I think one of the biggest takeaways I had is, you know, the Titans are a legitimate football team right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, you, I predicted them to win this game, and I know you picked the Colts, but yep. this was a matchup that I was actually really excited for. It wasn't bad. It wasn't the best game of the week, but, you know, I like both these teams. They're fun to watch. Yeah, so with the Colts side of the ball, Jacoby Brissett, you know, he performed admirably. Uh, three mm-hmm. touchdowns, one interception. I think if you lost a quarterback this past weekend – I think he's a really good streamer and maybe somebody you want to keep on your bench moving forward because apparently quarterbacks are getting slowly assassinated. (laughs) Oh, it's, it's, oh man. Uh, Brissett's a good option. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Moving forward pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been impressed. He just, he's he's done good uh, in Luck's absence. That's a great team. Great offensive line. There's some opportunity there. Uh, Some people are disappointed with Marlon Mack. You know, he only had 20 carries for 51 yards. This is the Marlon Mack people thought they were getting before the season started. You know, I think this is not his best effort. I do expect him to be a lot better than this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really sad week two. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously you got to start him every week because he's that good. But pretty sad, pretty underwhelming. But uh, yeah, let's let's move on to wide receivers. Yeah, so for the Colts wide receivers, really, it's the T.Y. Hilton show. You know, mm-hmm. I know Paris Campbell... Uh, caught one but you know it's I don't think that's a normal occurrence T.Y. Hilton's still getting it done he's a top 10 wide receiver he's a focal point of that offense Eric Ebron you know if you have to choose a tight end he's fine I'm not excited by him but you know he's he's involved so he's he's solid but yeah really when it comes to receivers it's T.Y. Hilton and pick a tight end yeah T.Y. Hilton didn't get you know, many yards, but he got a touchdown. He's averaging, you know, one, what, one and a half touchdowns a game. Which are, I mean, <laughs> over, over two games. <laughs> if I could do, if I could do some, some quick math there, uh, not bad. T.Y. Hilton's a great option. <laughs> Obviously, he's Brissett's number one. Ebron, I, it's just kind of the luck of the draw with tight ends this week. You know, it's so back and forth with tight ends, and he was the one who got the touchdown this week. So, 
Yeah, and between know. between him and Jack Doyle, you know, I prefer Eric Ebron as yeah. gross as it is to say Ebron's, out loud. Um, yeah, I think that sums up the Colts players I'm interested in. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, looking at the Tennessee Titans, ew, um, they're a good uh. <laughs> football team, but you know, Marcus Mariota put up a very Marcus Mariota stat line. Yeah. He was 19 for 28 in a touchdown. I'm avoiding him if I can help it. I think really the only fantasy relevant person other than Delaney Walker is Derrick Henry. You know, he proved once again, he's a capable running back. You know, I had a lot of doubts about him going into the season. I still have a lot of doubts about him, but his performance was solid. You know, he had 81 yards and a touchdown. This offense is run through Derrick Henry. And when the Tennessee Titans run Henry into the ground, they usually either win or it's a close game. So, yeah, you know, like color me impressed. Uh, last week. Yeah, I'm on the Derrick Henry. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm in his camp. You know, I think Enjoying you're familiar it. with uh, Star Wars when Yoda is riding yeah. on Luke's back. Yeah. You know, consider me Yoda. Luke Skywalker is Derrick Henry. I'll hop and on that back and ride back. him into a championship. Awesome. Yeah, you were I, – I was more high on Derrick Henry this year than you were – Obviously, oh, he by a lot. Prove that, mm-hmm. that he can he can do it, you know, two years in a row. Um, yeah, 15 carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown. He was the uh, ninth running back out of fantasy points this week. So that was pretty good. Yeah, and I really thought Deion Lewis was going to be more involved in this offense, and he really hasn't. He's a non-factor. Yeah. So Derrick Henry has been absorbing those passing targets as well as really getting featured. So because of that, I think Derrick Henry is probably a top – Top 10 for sure, but top yeah. eight running back. You know, is he has the opportunity and he's got the talent. So I think he's locked and loaded a top RB. Uh, between those two teams, who are you more impressed with, Titans or Colts? I got to go with the Colts. I'm Colts? more impressed with the Colts, what they can do. You know, there's a lot of questions on what they can do without Andrew Luck. And they've, I mean, they had one, one game, week one, win it overtime. And this was a, a well-fought victory. So I'm going Colts. Yeah, and there's more fantasy options. So, you know, if I have to pick a team that I'm stuck with, I'm going to go with the Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next game we're going to review is the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. A lot of people thought this was going to be a shootout. You know, when you see the yeah. Texans, you're like, all right, how many are they going to put up? You know, other than the Chiefs, that they might be the best offense in football. But this is a good reminder that... Uh, it's, I won't go that far. That's well, right. I, I would That's say right. so, but I mean, it, it's important to They're remember the Jaguars are a fantastic defense and people forgot that last week because the chiefs just tore them apart. I think this is a much more representative of how good the Jaguars are on, on defense. So Texans were shut down. Uh, Deandre Hopkins struggles against Jalen Ramsey. Those, that was rough. Yeah. And you know, start your studs. You don't, don't regret that. That's just how, just how it goes sometimes. Yeah. So roll with the punches there. Right, right. As far as the run game, Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde, that's pretty frustrating. <laughs> your, um, your, favorite, your favorite guy, Carlos Hyde. Yeah, no, this one was a knife in the heart. <laughs> I, I'm not quite all that pleased with how that's turned out. You know, I, I think, unfortunately, I think Carlos Hyde is the new Lamar Miller. He, he looked a lot better than Duke Johnson. Carlos Hyde had 20 touches for 90 yards. Duke Johnson only six touches for 31. Uh, you know, it, really good for the team. Not good for fantasy, though. This is the year of, of split running backs, which is a little annoying from a fantasy perspective. 
Oh, hugely. Once again, makes sense for NFL, but we're not yeah. coaches. We're fantasy football players. So that sucks. I'm not a fan of that. Um, you know, Houston Texans as a whole just had a rough game altogether. Deshaun Watson, the receivers, uh, you know, yeah. Jaguar defense is fantastic. It should be all systems go next week. They'll they'll bump back to normal. I'm projecting great things for them in week three. Just chalk it up as Jaguar defense shut them down. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens with Jalen Ramsey, though. I know that he just requested a trade, so we'll see uh, what happens there. But, you know, who that, that it's still a good defense without Jalen Ramsey. Right, yeah, still super solid. Uh, as far as their offensive players, Gardner Minshew, you know, once again, yeah. he had a fine showing, and he almost won. I was cheering for him, honestly. Well, the only reason they lost is because they took it out of his hands. With the last play of the game, they ran it with Fournette instead of letting Minshew win it. So, you know, I'm not a huge believer in Minshew. I think he's fun. I don't think he's a nightmare. But, you know, his receivers are struggling because of Minshew. The only receiver who produced was DJ Chark, who had seven receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, DD Westbrook is, he turned into PP Westbrook. Yeah. He's not as, as involved in the offense as I thought he was. Cause I was really, really high on him at the beginning of the season. Yeah. He's and, just, he hasn't done it. And I don't think that's his fault. You know, this offense no. is in transition. Nick Foles to Minshew is a pretty big downgrade. I think yeah. he's just a casualty of it. So I would drop Westbrook if I need to make, you know, a, a mm-hmm. uh, competitive waiver bid. But no, Fournette wasn't great. He wasn't terrible, but he was fine. I'm worried about this Jaguar offense. Yeah, fine was is definitely the word to sum it up. Maybe okay. It was I wasn't impressed at all by Fournette. Again, we thought he was going to have a good season this year, bounce back season. 47 rushing yards, but he did have four receptions for 10 yard or for 40 yards, excuse me. So, again, not bad. Just fine. Yeah, and he did get the red zone opportunities, so that that was still funneled through him. And he was one carry away from ending up with a touchdown. And if he would have gotten a touchdown, you would have felt very differently. So I think he's more RB2 than RB1. But no, I'd still be happy to have him on my team. I would just temper my expectations. Yeah. Uh, the next game that happened was the, the most absolute, exciting game. Oh, just a bloodbath predicted by everybody. <laughs> The Patriots put 43 on the Miami Dolphins. Someone please call PETA because Dolphins are getting slaughtered. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. It was sad. I don't know what, I think it's the Simpsons when they're bullying a kid and they're like, stop, he's already dead. It's It's, the Dolphins. It's going to be the whole season. Get used to this, everybody. Every week we're going to just talk about how the Dolphins scored less than 10 points. They're just they're just in shambles. They're so bad right now. Well, and I the can't. worst part is, since this game, the Dolphins traded Mika Fitzpatrick, one of their yeah. best defenders. So the Steelers, their defense got worse. Yeah. <laughs> they traded him for a first round pick. Awesome. They, That's crazy. Their entire team is going to be this next draft, twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, so for Miami, there's nobody on this team I want. I don't want Drake. I don't no. want Belage. No Fitzpatrick. No, no receiver. Uh, no nobody on this Rosen. team I want. They, it looks like Rosen and Fitzpatrick are competing to see who can be the backup. Because it looks like neither of them wanted, neither of them were good enough 
to be a starter. They were both not good at all. Oh, and they're they're both losing that fight. I mean, it's yeah. just it's awful. So stay yeah, away from Miami. The, most of the time it was them. Some of the time it was their teammates, like when Kalen Balaj ducked under the ball. But that I just had to mention that because that was probably the funniest thing I've seen since the butt fumble. Just saying. Man, that's some pretty good it's company. That that butt it's, fumble is legendary. It's up. It's not better than the butt fumble, but it's almost <laughs> to that level. He, the next he was, best he thing. Ducked yeah. out of the way of the ball. I just feel what? bad for the Miami season ticket holders. Oh my gosh! But okay, that's what you get for being a Miami on. Dolphin ticket holder. Uh, yeah, yeah, with the Patriots, you know they played well. Obviously, yeah. they destroyed the Dolphins. It was more of a defensive clinic than an offensive clinic. Sony Michelle delivered. He he was solid. You know, he scored a touchdown, eighty-four yards. You're happy with that. Yeah. Um. You know, James White, I'm still playing. I'm comfortable with James White. Rex Burkhead, yeah, I'm fading. You don't want to start him. Yeah. When it comes to receivers, unfortunately, it really oh, is a crapshoot between yeah. Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, and Julian Edelman. This week, it was Antonio Brown, but I would not be surprised if next week they feature Gordon. And Brown yeah, that's, that's completely the hard stinks. Part predicting the, or having at least any Patriot on your team because it's, it's the same thing with the running backs and wide receivers. You don't know who's going to be the best that game. You know, there's not one star player who you know is going to get a ton of points each week. So it's it's coin flip. I mean, you can lean towards one side. Obviously, I, I think Antonio Brown is the best receiver on the team. But, I mean, PPR, I like Edelman. It's, it's a, it's a toss-up, honestly. Right. Yeah. And, you know, truthfully, I think next week, Josh Gordon's going to be better than Antonio. I think they were trying to feature him this week because, you know, they want to keep that diva uh, contained. So, you know, it's going to be roll the dice. If you have Uh any of the three receivers, you're going to start them because the upside is so good. Just be prepared for somebody having a stinker. It'll be more competitive if you're not playing the Dolphins. But no, they're, was, they're playing the Jets next week. So yeah, I mean, Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. It's just unfair at this point. Yeah, let's talk about Tom Brady though, real quick. He's having a good two weeks. He's, I, I was going to say season, but it's it's only been two weeks. But <laughs> he's been killing it. Yeah, he's been killing it. He's been killing it. You know, people kind of wrote him off just because he's been less yeah. featured uh, in the old, offense. All that stuff. But here's the thing, old man River. He's got it. I mean, he's got it, man. He's got it, man. He's yeah, old. 20 for 28, 264 yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. The Silver Fox gets it done. Um, I mean, are you ready to rank him in the top 10 for quarterbacks? Um, Yeah, I'll put him at, I'll put him lower top 10 right now. Yeah, I mean, especially the since Renegade, now everybody's getting hurt. Easier but yeah, no, I, I say lower, lower top 10. I like him. Yeah, no, he's been doing well. And typically, the longer season go, the less he performs. Um, mm-hmm. But no, when he's hot, you play him. You know, he's he's playing well. Uh, the next game was the first half of the Bird Bowl. We have the Bird Arizona Bowl. Cardinals uh, losing to the Baltimore Ravens. The Cardinals, it was an interesting game. You know, they really yeah. did involve their wide receivers more. Both Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald broke 100 receiving yards. Uh, between those two... I think I like Fitzgerald more than Christian Kirk. Larry really does seem like a security blanket. I don't think he has a huge upside, 
but I think he's a really he's solid wide receiver. Consistent. Yeah, he's going to be consistent. He's Kyler Murray's favorite target in the last two weeks. Uh, I Yeah, Kirk has a ton of upside, but Larry's going to be more consistent. Yeah, Kyler Murray looked good. You know, he he didn't get the touchdowns, um, yeah. but 349 yards. yards. You know, yeah. he's, he's running the ball. He's engaged. He seems like a really good player. You know, mm-hmm. fantasy football, I wouldn't start him if I don't have to. But I think there's promise for this offense moving forward. Uh, yeah, David, he's, mm-hmm. he's ranked the uh, 13th quarterback in fantasy this week, so not that bad borderline backup, but we'll see what happens later on. Right, and I think he's only going to get better. Uh, David yeah. Johnson had a good game. You know, okay, well, when I say good, he scored a touchdown. He scored a touchdown. Uh, and that's, mean, what, that's what you want from David Johnson. You know, he proved to complain. us a couple years ago he's capable of greatness. I don't think he's there. I think he's capable of being, you know, a low end wide or low end running back one, high end yeah. running back two. But you know, when he wasn't injured, he was looking good. He should be back. The injury wasn't serious. The coach said he'll be back week two. Are you worried about David Johnson? Not really. Not really. I'm not that injured or not that not that worried about his injury. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it seems like he's gonna be fine. And I, I just, I'd like him on that team. He's, he's looking better than, definitely better than he did last year. Yep. Uh, he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. That's like you said, low end RB one. Uh, moving over to the Ravens, Andrew's new favorite team. Lamar yeah, Jackson well, looked great. Yeah. You know, he keeps getting it done. He uh-huh. had two really good matchups. Uh, next week, he has another fantastic matchup against the Chiefs. I think he'll be the number one or the number two fantasy football quarterback next week as well. After that, though, you know, his season gets harder. Do you think this is the normal Lamar Jackson? Or do you think once he gets a little more difficult matchups, will he be able to continue this level of success? I, I got him as a top five still. I think this is towards the higher end of his ceiling because, like you said, it is easier matchups. But I think he can still perform to a to an elite level so i i got him top five for the season out of quarterbacks this year yeah i'm with you there you know he's really proved he's matured as a passer uh and you know that's what we needed from him so he's Mm -hmm. getting it done uh mark andrews went off once again you know a preseason favorite of both of us Uh, that yep that's turned out pretty well i don't want to break too much but you know score one for the barely athletic Uh uh-huh mark it down you mark Mark it down. down one for barely athletic and probably about thirty six for the NFL. Suck it. Based on our based on our predictions. Uh, yeah, Mark Andrews had eight receptions for one hundred and twenty two yards and a touchdown. Uh-huh. You know, I think he's proved he's. I wouldn't call him an elite tight end, but I think other than Kelsey, you know, Ingram. I'll put Ingram up there. Would you? With everything that's been going on, I would. Honestly, Daniel Jones to Evan Ingram is going to be a force to be reckoned with. I'm going to hope so. But right now, honestly, you can have serious. I have Mark Andrews just a little bit behind George Kittle right now. You know, Andrews is making it happen. I'm a big fan. I think he might be Mm -hmm. my number three overall tight end right now. I could see that. Yeah, I can. I would definitely I wouldn't complain putting him as my third tight end for the year for the season. 
Yeah, no, he's been a great performer. Marquise Hollywood Brown, eight receptions for 86 yards. Not the touchdowns you were looking for, but he was heavily involved. And that's, I wanted to see how involved he was in the offense. He proved he wasn't just a fad. You know, he's here to stay. So if you have, if you spent big on Marquise Brown, you should be happy. He didn't get the huge stat line that he got last week, but, you know, it's, he's developing as a player. He's still heavily involved. The touchdowns will return. Yeah, the touchdowns that definitely drew some attention to him, but he's getting the targets, and that's what you want out of a fantasy wide receiver. Uh, Mark Ingram had a little bit of a stinker. Uh, 13 uh-huh. carries for 47 yards. You know, I, I can't really explain what that came down to. I mean, what was your feeling? Mark Ingram still looked good. He just wasn't yeah. as involved as I think we were hoping for. And the I mean, Cardinals did a fine job bottling him up. Yeah, it was it was a little harder matchup than the Dolphins last week, and there was a lot more. I, I he's just so confusing to me. I don't. I still don't know what to think of him because after week one, it was like, wow, he's really good, and after this week, it's like, okay, maybe maybe not so much. He's he's that player that I just still I have no idea what to think of him. I will still start him. I still have him as a uh, as a low RB two. Maybe probably just RB three, but yeah, well, I I have no idea what to think of this guy. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly. You know, he's you can't tell if he's great or if he stinks. I think he's right in the middle. You know, some games yeah. you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, he is so good at football, and other games you'll be like, wow, I cannot believe they're trying to feature uh, Mark Inger. Okay, so, so you think week one was basically almost towards the ceiling and. This week was closer to his floor. Yeah, truly, I would expect yeah. probably halfway between those two games. You know, I think All a right. normal stat line for Mark Ingram is going to be 60 to 100 yards and a touchdown. So if he would have scored a touchdown, I think we would have been, yeah, oh, that's game. Mark Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> so, totally you know, different feeling if he scored a touchdown. Right. So I'm still in a Mark Ingram. Don't overreact. I think you, have, you got yourself a good deal at the draft if yeah. you got Mark Ingram. Uh, anybody else from the Ravens you want to talk about? Um, not really. I think that that summed up the top fantasy performers for me. Yeah, you know, next up we have the LA Chargers against the Lions. Another uh-huh. really low-scoring game that I was pretty an confused upset, over. Though. An upset. A, a huge upset. Yeah, so let's start with the Chargers. Rivers yeah. had a fine game uh, yardage-wise. He had 293 yards, but an interception, no touchdowns. No touchdown. Fantasy-wise, not so good. 25th yeah. overall uh, quarterback this week in fantasy points. Right. Once again, you know, they featured Eckler. He really was the offense, shockingly. You know, he yeah. he's shown he can run an offense. Um, Eckler, like I said, is the top back. He had 17 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown and had six receptions through the air for 67 yards. He was productive. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, he's a top-tier running back until Gordon comes back. Yeah, and honestly, if Gordon came back right now, I would still like Eckler. Okay. Eckler, yeah. st- I, I think he's still going to be, I mean, obviously less going to be less involved in the running game, but I, he's great. He's I'm, He's got me convinced. I got to start him every week, no matter what. 
no matter mm-hmm. what matchup if I have him on my team. Yeah, he's matchup proof right now. Once Gordon comes yeah. back, I think we'll need to reevaluate. But Eckler's matchup proof. Keenan Allen had a fine game, eight receptions for ninety-eight yards. That's a very yeah. Keenan Allen type game. I mean, two more yards and that would have been a great game. So <laughs> I would have been way more happy. Yeah. Um, Mike Williams, you know, he went into the game injured, but you know, he performed yeah. pretty well. Three receptions, so not great, but he had a total of 83 yards. You know, that's that's who he is. He's a big play guy, uh, and he's a big uh-huh. body that can has got a, he has a good pair of hands. So, you know, I wouldn't look too much into that. I think that's another good option for Rivers. I wouldn't want to be starting him anytime no, soon. No, that's a player you, if you have him on your bench, you just keep him, play the matchup. Maybe Keenan Allen will get hurt. Mike Williams will be the wide receiver one for the Chargers. Who knows, but... Yeah, I would not rush to start him. Uh, to the Lions side of the ball, Matthew Stafford yeah. had a very Matthew Stafford type stat that, line. It's the most Matthew Stafford stat line I've ever seen. He was as good as he was bad. You know, two touchdowns, yeah. two interceptions. Um, I think the probably the two biggest highlights of this game. Karrion Johnson had a really good game. He had twelve mm-hmm. only twelve carries for forty one yards. That's not too shabby. Uh, two bad. receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. That's better. Yeah, puts together a, a pretty fine stat line. Uh, I think the more important thing is, as of today, uh, C.J. Anderson got cut by the Lions. You know, one yeah. of my biggest concerns Oof. after week one was the split. They really seemed, you know, like they were focusing on a 50-50 split. Uh-huh. Without C.J. Anderson there, Karrion Johnson is going to be the workhorse. So, moving yeah, forward... After- I th- that's what he proved this game, too. He proved this game. The Lions won when they featured on Johnson. Right. I think and he, that, was their, that was their thought out of, out of this game. Let's just, who needs a second running back? Right. No, he's a great player, and he's got the skills. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of on Johnson's, and with C.J. Anderson leaving, Carrion's just going to get better and better. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kenny Galladay. You know, Andrew, you were not excited for Kenny Galladay, and I don't want to... Uh, to rub it in too much, but Galladay well, did pretty good. He was, yeah, he was in kind of my sads. He didn't perform well last week. A lot of wide receivers were more featured, and he proved me wrong. And I'm happy to be proven wrong for in, in this example. So good for him. If you got Galladay on your team, that's great. He had a great game, eight receptions, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Sixth best wide receiver this week in fantasy points. I was wrong. Yeah, That's all and I gotta I, say, I think he's clearly the number one receiving option on this team. Marvin yeah. Jones, Danny. I mean, Danny Amendola did exactly what we said he was going to do. <laughs> yeah, we. He's a fluke. Yep, and he, fluke he hopefully didn't start him this week or this uh, previous week because he let you down. Uh, uh, Galladay's yeah. the way. Uh, eight receptions, 117 yards, and a touchdown. I think he's a high-end wide receiver, too. Stafford is, I think, the only thing really limiting him. Yeah, he's going to be as good as Stafford is. That's that's the limit. Yeah, if you picked up TJ Hawkinson, you were sad. He followed up his spectacular week one with a very sad week two. You know, unfortunately, rookie tight ends struggle. So, you know, everybody was rooting for him to continue his dominance, but a very rough return to earth in week two. Um, I think he's much better than one reception for seven yards, but I, I don't think he's, I don't expect him to be that great this season. I have him outside my top 10 tight ends. 
He's athletically yep. gifted. Yep. You know, if he gets the opportunity, he can do well. But I just think there's too steep of a learning curve. Yeah. And give him a couple years, yeah, and he'll be he'll be good. Yep, I'm looking elsewhere. But TJ, sorry, man, I if I've got him, I'm dropping him for somebody else. Ooh, okay. Uh, next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Before we get into it, the 49ers. I don't think there's a NFL team right now that has more question marks. Oh Uh, my gosh. You just, you don't know who to play. So let's start with, you know, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. He was as good as he is handsome. Yeah. He was 17 for 25. Okay. That doesn't sound that great. Uh, About 300 yards passing 297 to be exact. Three touchdowns and an interception. His wide receivers, you don't know what to do. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm just baffled by this game. Yeah, Debo Samuel was the most involved. Five receptions uh-huh. for 87 yards and a touchdown. The only wrinkle is Marquise Goodwin. Three receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. Both of these guys are pretty widely available. And it's going to be yeah. pretty clear one of these guys are going to be fantastic. You and where's Dante Pettis? Yeah, for whatever reason, it seems like Shanahan does not like him. So he disappeared. I mean, Pettis did have uh, 16 yards passing, so that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, there's fantasy that's, points. That's all he did. So between Debo and Goodwin, who would you prefer? Uh, I like Debo. Yeah, you know, I would go Debo as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he seems more involved in the offense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He he run he ran the ball twice last week, uh, and was the best receiver for for the Niners this week. So, I like him. I like Debo. It's not enough for me to start him because I want to see some consistency with this Niners team before I feel comfortable starting any of these players. But there's really only one player that I it that I would start, and that's Matt Burita. Right, and before we get into the run game, you know, I do want to yeah. bring up Marquise Goodwin. He should be rostered. You know, there's going to be this is a really good offense, and Kyle Shanahan makes it rain fantasy football points. So if it's Debo, if it's Marquise, you know, I think there's value there. If you are looking for a wide receiver with upside, they're both involved. 49ers are going to put up points. Both of those guys are capable. Uh, yeah. Like Drop you alluded Dante to, Pettis, yeah. Pick up Debo Samuel. Yes. Uh, like you said, Matt Burita is great. You know, mm-hmm. he's he was kind of an afterthought going into the season because people were excited about Jarek McKinnon. They were excited about Tevin Coleman. Tevin Matt Burita was yep. just kind of the guy that was stuck there. But he proved, when given the opportunity, he's a champion. You know, he had 12 carries for 121 yards. You that's know, pretty good. That's pretty that's all you want. good. That's all you want for a for RB3, you know. Yeah, so if you... Spot. Man, if you got him, you got yourself a winner. Uh, some guy named Jeff. Some <laughs> Jeff guy Wilson. Named Jeff. And That's Jeff. what we're going to call him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 32, 32 yards. yards. Oh, go TDs. ahead. Two TDs. Yeah. I'm just so confused that I got excited. 32 yards, two TDs. Use the 14th best running back. Matt Burita, 16th best running back. And then this man that we're about to talk about right here was the third best running back. And that's Raheem Mostert. Is that how? Is that even how you pronounce his last name? I don't know. Well, I think moving forward, it's going to be Raheem Mustart. <laughs> that we can't allow that one. That one's bad. That was a bad. 
<laughs> that was a stretch. Oh, oh man. But let me tell you what's not a stretch. This guy Raheem, <laughs> 13 carries for 83 yards and three receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown. You know, yeah. Mostert, Mustard, Mustard, whatever you call those. him, he, he's going to have value. You know, think back to Kyle Shanahan when he was with the Falcons. It was Devontae Freeman and it yep. was Tevin Coleman. If yep. you look at this offense right now, I'm not saying they're perfect, you know, comparisons, but Matt Burita looks to be the Freeman role. Uh-huh. Mostert seems to be, you know, the Tevin Coleman role, ironically. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think on any other day, the two touchdowns by that guy named Jeff will most likely go to Burita or Mostert. Yeah, I'm a fan of, I think it's Mostert, Mostert. Mostert? Whoever, Mostert. Um I'm going with him. You know, I would prefer Burita, obviously, by quite a bit. Yeah. But if I had to start a running back, you know, I think Mostert is a flex player. You know, if you're in a pinch, I think you can start him with some confidence. If there's a good matchup, I'd be good with him. He's an amazing upside, and he proved that this week. Yeah, I think amazing is strong, but, you know, I think he's a solid option. Um, I wouldn't start him with a huge amount of confidence, but I'd much rather no. start Mostert than Frank Gore. I'm not confident at all with him, but I mean, he was ranked the third best running back this week. That's pretty good. That's fair to me. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good to me. Uh, you know, that sums up the 49ers when it comes to the Bengals. Less Andy good. Dalton, you know, Andy Dalton, two touchdowns, interception. Not He's fine. Joe Mixon, you know, had a really rough game. You know, he only yeah. had 11 carries for 17 yards, yeah. and he got hurt. Oh, this is, yeah, this I, is um, one of those players. Him and, and well, we'll get, we'll get to the other guy later. Think about <laughs> offering some trades for him. Just saying. He, he, is rough, he had a rough two weeks. I still believe in him. I still have faith in him. I think he, he can come back and maybe not next week, but the week after are going to start performing to, to what he we expect from him. Yeah, no, I think he definitely has gotten a, uh, a bad start to the season. I don't think he has anywhere to go but up. I mean, 11 carries for 17 yards, that's yeah. a, that's a kick in the pants. So, good. yeah, definitely throw out some buy low. I'm not selling the farm to get Joe Mixon. I'm not going yeah. to try to – I'm not going to destroy my team to land Joe Mixon. But, you know, if the person's worried and I can turn a – you know, a Devin Singletary and a wide receiver two for Joe Mixon. Uh-huh. I'm going to do it. You know, it. it I'm, I'm guessing the Joe Mixon owners panicking. This is not what they envisioned when they drafted Mixon in the first or second round. Yeah. Try to take advantage take of it. Take advantage of it. Um, you know, something we always advocate here is taking advantage of other people's sadness. Uh, uh-huh. And with Joe Mixon. Great, <laughs> Just want to point that out. We're, we're really nice people. Uh, not when it comes to fantasy football. Uh-oh. Try to buy low Joe Mixon and then make your friends resent you. Yeah. Going to the receiving options. Tyler Boyd, this is the kind of game we were expecting for Tyler Boyd. 10 receptions for 122 yeah. yards. That's the involvement we were looking for. He's uh-huh. uh, heavily targeted and he performs. Um, somebody that's much more boom busty is John Ross. Four receptions, yeah. 122 yards, and a touchdown. He's got two booms in a row, though. 
He's got two booms in a row. I can't take that away from him. He still makes me nervous. You can call him that. Yeah. You know, I'm not starting him anywhere. I can help it. He scares me. You know, he put together two two good weeks in a row, or two great weeks in a row. But I'm still nervous about it. I mean, Andrew, is he someone you're comfortable with? He's someone that I'm more comfortable with out of any questionable player we've talked about so far this podcast. Because he he's somewhat consistent for the last two games. I guess Marquise Brown, like a little better, but he's evolved in this offense. I mean, he only had four receptions, uh, 112 yards and a touchdown, but that's the 10th best wide receiver this week. I, I, I would consider putting him in a flex position, especially if you're short. Oh yeah. I don't think flex position is that much of a stretch. If you need a boom player, I think that's perfect. You know, would you have him as a wide receiver three or wide receiver two based on what he's done after two weeks? I, I put him as a high wide receiver three. Uh, wide receiver two might be a, a stretch for me. Again, it depends on how thin your roster is, but wide receiver two is a stretch for me. I would still go wide receiver three at the highest. Yeah, I'm still team Boyd over team Ross, but, you know, if you need someone to be a game breaker, I think Ross might be your guy. Start both of them. I wow that's hot take uh yeah you love Andy Dalton so moving on we have the Seattle Seahawks who took down the Pittsburgh Steelers you know let's start with the Steelers high not highlight of the game the most important news to come out of Pittsburgh is Ben Roethlisberger his season's over um yeah goodbye to the killer bees remember when that was a thing that was a thing uh yeah, with Ben Roethlisberger out, this young kid Mason Rudolph took over and I think looked pretty great. I was, I was really worried when Roethlisberger got hurt, but you know I'm I'm digging the new offense. Yeah, and Mason Rudolph was fine for me. It was pretty good. Twelve for nineteen, hundred and fifteen yards, two touchdowns, interception. That's not bad from a fantasy perspective. I still won't pick him up. I got him kind of at that same level as Gardner Minshew. Yeah, he's not a guy I'm going to jump on right away. Yeah, I like him more than Minshew. I think in two quarterback leagues, you could take a shot on him. Um, you know, I think I think everybody takes a step back. This is obviously yeah. a downgrade for everybody. Uh, James Conner suffered a knee injury, but he should still play week three. You know, he had 33 yards and a touchdown. Oh, you know, if you have Connor, please make sure you get Jalen Samuels. He's the backup. And, you know, if if Connor gets hurt, or even if Connor doesn't get hurt, if they want to feature him less, Jalen Samuels would be the one who takes a step up. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Definitely, uh, if if you need another roster spot, Samuel could be a good option. Who knows if Connor's going to tweak the knee again week three. Maybe he, he might not play too early to tell right now. Uh, we'll definitely talk more about this in our week three preview coming up but yeah we'll we'll see samuel's a good option to look for yeah and when it comes to the wide receivers juju this is people had really high hopes going into the season they could see juju being the number one overall receiver that's not going to happen anymore um i think people who are really panicked I think there's a reason to be panicked. You know, Juju, I don't think is the isn't wide receiver one anymore. Through no fault of his own, I think he's a high end wide receiver two. Yeah, I got him as wide receiver two, and then that's again, it's not his ability; it's downgrading quarterbacks. You know, it's 
Just unfortunate. Yeah, and I think someone who takes a step forward because of this is Vance yep. McDonald. E-I-E-I-O. Um, you know, I was really sad after week one because I was pretty high on Vance McDonald's and he really yep. let me down. Week mm-hmm. two, he showed a huge connection with Mason Rudolph. You know, yeah, that Rudolph... Was, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, he showed composure in the pocket. Mason Rudolph, you know, seems to really trust his tight end. Um, you know, quarterbacks who aren't all that confident, they really do use their tight ends as a, as a security blanket. Yeah. I think Toss I've said up. that quite a bit on this podcast. They're big guys, yeah. Yeah, Vance McDonald, I think, gets more valuable. You know, this past week, he had seven receptions, which by itself, awesome. That's good, uh, especially 30, in a PPR league. Oh, right. my gosh. Yeah, he had That's 38 yards and two touchdowns. You know, I don't expect this all the time, but in the red yeah. zone, you know, I think Vance McDonald is going to be their go-to option because Juju is going to be – he's going to have a lot of attention put on him. He's going to be covered, yep. Yeah, yep. I think we'll all be saying old McDonald here for the rest of the season. There you go. Yeah, I like I like Vance, third best tight end this week. Definitely someone that I that I'm really excited for to see the connection between him and Rudolph this season. Uh, so awesome. I know I said you know I'm not necessarily panicking on the Steelers. I'm definitely sad. I'm disappointed, but yeah. I'm not trying to have a fire sale. How do you feel about the Pittsburgh Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger? I'm not panicking that much. They have a lot of talent on their team. Uh, I think Juju can perform well. You know, even with a, a quarterback like Rudolph, I'm not gonna freak out about it. It's not good. Uh, I definitely don't don't like the chances of of the Steelers as a, as a team anymore. Or Juju, you know, making it in that top ten wide receiver spot at the end of the season. But I can see Juju top fifteen. Vance McDonald, I can I, I can see Vance McDonald top ten. Yeah, so not not bad, but yeah, yeah. I am like worried said, about James Conner. Uh, if you can. I would advocate selling him if you can. Uh, it's still pretty early on in the season. You can probably find somebody who thinks, you know, this might be an overreaction. I'd be comfortable selling James Conner if it were me. Uh, moving over to the Seahawks side of the ball, this was a really revealing game for the Seahawks. You know, when it comes to their passing options, yep. I, they looked good. You know, Tyler Lockett bounced back in a big way, still uh-huh. heavily involved. He had 10 receptions. Now, 79 yards is a little bit of a disappointment, but just that um, Yeah, the receptions balance it out to me. And I'm pretty proud that I made the prediction last week, Lockett's going to get more yards, and then our boy DK is going to get a touchdown, which he did. Yeah, and speaking of DK, I am thrilled uh, with DK Metcalf. He's really been better than I expected him to. I thought it would take a while for him to get acclimated not just to the NFL, but to become a fantasy football option. I think now he's on the flex radar for sure. If he's yep. not owned in your league, go pick him up. I think he has a legitimate chance to be the number one wide receiver on this team. Yeah, I believe that if not this year, next year, he's going to be that wide receiver one. Uh, you know, Rashad Penny, uh, he yeah. had 10 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. It's because Chris Carson fumbled twice. I'm um, a big Chris Carson guy, and and so seeing Penny up there doesn't make me that excited, but I'm not going to overreact and trade for him or put him in my starting lineup. Do you think it was going to be more balanced moving forward, or do you think it is still the Chris Carson show? It can be. It can be more balanced. Like you said, Carson fumbled twice. That's not good. Uh, I think 
I still think Chris Carson's going to get most of the carries, but I can definitely see Penny getting a, a more involved in this offense later. Uh, do you have Chris Carson as a top 10 running back moving forward? Moving forward, yeah, I still do, but I might be a little biased because I have extreme faith in him this year. Uh, I still like Carson better in the passing game and in the ground game. I, I got Chris Carson as a lower top 10 running back. Would you rather have Chris Connor? Oh, whoa. Um, I totally had a stroke there. Would yeah, you rather I have James Connor uh, or Chris Carson? Chris Carson. That's a hot no take. Doubt. I like it though. No you know, I, I no think I'm think I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh anybody else? Will Disley, are you interested in the tight end for the Seahawks? Not really. I think that was that was a fluke again. I mean, like we said, you never know what's gonna happen with tight ends. But, you know, it's kinda like you know, it's kinda like Blake Jarwin last week. He scored a touchdown, not interested in him. You know? Like it's it's something to keep an eye on to see how involved he is in this offense, but I'm not going to jump on him right away. Yeah. You know, I think Disley is a fine fantasy football option. You know, tight end is rough these days. If it's a positive matchup, I wouldn't be opposed to using Disley, Um, but it was good to see he does. He is able to do that. He's coming back from a really bad injury that he had last year. So I'm optimistic of, you know, his potential, you know, the Seahawks, have traditionally utilized a tight end in a pretty big way. So I'm not starting him, but I'm definitely keeping my eyes open to see how they continue to use that position. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we have the Buffalo Bills, America's team against the New York Giants. I I love the Bills this year. Um, You know, I was really excited about them even before the season started. It's just fun to watch. Oh, gosh. And there's like, it's the complete opposite of last year. They just look like they're having fun. And that's yeah. that's fun to see. They're kind of like what I thought the... Matters. Right. Fun. And that's what I thought that the Browns were going to be. They're my, they're my new Browns. Because the Browns were supposed to be having fun. They were supposed to be stacked. They're not. They're not. Bills are still the underdogs. They're having fun. They think it's funny that they're 2-0. and I'm thrilled. Uh, Josh Allen, still getting it done. He's a... He's a wild card. I love the guy. 253 yards through the air, two touchdowns, one of them rushing. He was the number seven quarterback this week. Seventh best quarterback this week. Like you said, he's okay, but from a fantasy perspective, he's good. He's good. (laughs) I like him. Yeah, I mean, do I want Josh Allen? You know, because I'm a Vikings fan, would I want Josh Allen? Actually, that's a bad example. Yeah, what does that have to do with anything? After last week's performance. Anyway, Josh Allen, if he's not on anyone's roster, somehow pick him up. Because he, he, I still have him as a backup quarterback, uh, not as a starter. But, yeah, great game from him. Yeah, if you lost Drew Brees, if you lost Ben Roethlisberger, if for whatever reason on God's green earth you had Eli Manning, uh, Josh <laughs> Allen is a really good replacement. You know, I he's not going to be a weak winner, but... He's valuable. You know, he's a he's gonna be a solid player. Uh, when it comes to their running backs, it's a little more murky. Devin Singletary was on his way to a nice day, unfortunately went down in a non-contact way, which is the yeah. most horrifying thing you can see as a fantasy football player. Or yeah, I mean, even it just has a 
person. You look at a person go down like that, it's scary. Uh, Fortunately, it looks like he avoided ACL tear or Achilles tear. That was my biggest concern. He does have a quad injury uh, or a hamstring injury, excuse me. You know, I don't know if he'll be back this upcoming week. They might want to rest him. Uh, He's their best running back, so I don't think they're going to rush him back, especially since they're (laughs) 2-0. They probably thought they're going to be 1-1. Or zero and two, so they're in borrowed time. So they might, you know, let him take his time coming back. In his absence, Frank Gore had a pretty Frank good game. Gore, I yeah. would never have thought in 2019 that Frank Gore would be in the top 15 running backs this, this week. That's yeah, oh, he's a vampire. I mean, he just won't die. You know, he looked actually really good. Him, but uh, even if we wanted him to, he wouldn't do anything about he would it. Do it. Uh, he's, he's, he's going to outlive all of us. Uh, you know, 19 carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown. That is yep. not crazy production. But on my fantasy team, I'm cool with it. You gets know, the that's, job done. That's, that that's, gets the job done. You can't complain. Yeah. So, you know, if he's on waivers, I'm trying to pick him up uh, where I can. I think he's going to be serviceable. You know, these bills are yeah. still being slept on. There's a lot of fantasy points to be had. Yeah, I mean, last week we were definitely saying the opposite about Frank Gore. Uh, I we weren't too excited, but you know, with the injury for Singletary, I do like. I am rising on Frank Gore. I do like him in that flex spot, and I think he might have a good couple weeks. Yeah, this team is ascending. I want yeah. the pieces that make sense. You know, give me John Brown, give me Josh Allen, give me Singletary or Gore, and I think that's it. Let's go to the Giants. Let's go to the Giants. Let's talk about Eli Manning's final game as a as a starting oh, quarterback. That's sad. Uh, you know, obviously Saquon Barkley's a god, whatever. Yeah, um, Eli Manning was bad. Uh, so bad, he lost his job. <laughs> Enough said. Just... Uh, moving uh, forward, yeah, Daniel it. Jones. Uh, his nickname is Daniel... Dropping Dimes Jones. Dropping Dimes. I was going to say I, Dynamo, but ooh, dropping Dimes. You know what? That Let's, might be the case. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll consider it. Uh, next episode, we'll have an official nickname for him. Give us a little time. But do yeah. you like do you like Daniel Jones from fantasy perspective? Yeah, you know it's hard to tell. You know, in preseason, he played with backups. Uh, He looked good in the preseason. You know, if he still looks that way, I'm definitely interested. Uh, Sterling Shepard, you know, I'm taking more seriously now. Somebody that I think you should take a look on your waivers is uh, Golden Tate. When Golden Tate comes back, I think he's going to have real value. It's about that time. He's got two more weeks left in his suspension, then he's back. And I predicted at the beginning of the season that Golden Tate, by the end of this season, would be the number one receiver for the giants. So yeah. Like and I don't, yeah. Definitely. No, that's, that's uh, not too far fetched. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else you're interested in? You know, we went over Sterling Shepard, golden Tate, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I Evan mean, Ingram. Evan Ingram, he's, he's a top tight end. I mean, he didn't have the best game, but you got to start him every week. I still, he's still going to get a lot of targets, a lot of receptions. So not much to say about him. Yeah, no, I'm still in on Ingram. You know, yeah. it's, it's tight end. It's a bad, bad game, but he's heavily involved, and the offense will continue to run through him. Next up was probably my favorite game of the week. Um, you know, we'll get a 
talk about this game if we don't want. Just we saying. have the <laughs> Minnesota, saying. maybe next year Vikings against yeah. the dominant Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah, let's start. for that. Yeah, no, let's cool. uh, start by going over how you thought the Vikings would win. Um, you know, really bad call by you. I think it was pretty clear okay. before let's the game even down. started. Let's calm down. It wasn't that clear. All right, <laughs> it wasn't that clear. Uh, it, Packers look really good at the beginning and then the Vikings look good towards the end, but Kirk Cousins, just a God awful performance. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's not money. Oh. You're going to get back. Uh, let's start with the Packers. Like you said, they came out on fire. I was so hot. excited to see hot, this really. offense running hot. Yeah. I was very sad to see then, uh, how it fell apart. You know, I don't know how much of that is Packers and how much of that is Mike Zimmer actually understanding how to stop them. But, yeah. you know, they didn't <laughs> – they started out so good. The offense was humming, and then everything fell apart. So, Yeah, it wasn't the best second-half performance. They didn't score a single point in the second half. But Yeah, I think they're still trying to figure out – they're still trying to figure out the offense with their new head coach. There's some growing pains. Uh, there's still some drama going on with Rodgers and his new head coach. We'll see how it turns out. Better days are ahead. This was a step in the right direction. Aaron Rodgers was not not great. 209 it, yards, yeah. two passing touchdowns. He's a back-end quarterback one until he proves us otherwise. Uh-huh. I agree. Uh, uh, yeah, ranked 19th this week, so it was okay. It was okay, but it was, again, it was against a tough defense. Both his, both his games so far against... Some, some tough defenses. Uh, the real highlight of this game was Aaron Jones. He Holy had 23 cow. carries, finally Holy getting cow. to work. It's 116 yards and one touchdown. And he was the that number was two overall running back this week. Yeah. Holy cow. I mean, that the run game for both teams was amazing. Aaron Jones, what a performance, man. I mean, he's got to be, he's got to be RB1 now, right? Is that where you put him? I mean, I guess I'm asking a Packer fan, but. Yeah, I wouldn't. Not yet. Uh, I think he's right on the cusp. I, lo- I want to see him do it some more. Um, you know, he had a great game. And the more work he gets, the better he looks. He is injury prone. Um, and the Packers still kind of seem like a question mark to me. So I have him as a high-end RB2 right now. But I was thrilled. He looked really good. Devontae yep. Adams was the only wide receiver on the Packers side that uh-huh. showed talent. Devontae Adams had seven receptions for 106 yards. I would have liked to see a touchdown there, but I'll settle happily yep. for 106 yeah, yards. Over 100 yards, that's that's pretty good for a wide receiver. Yeah, and those weren't easy yards. You know, he looked good. He looked crisp. Um, uh-huh. You know, hopefully the touchdowns will come. Uh, Geronimo Allison caught a touchdown but he also had a pretty bad drop, and he had a holding penalty called on him. So I don't think that's how it's going to go. I do still think Marquez Vantes Scantling is ahead of him. Um, but you know, similar to the Patriot offense, you know, behind Devonte Adams, you kind of don't know who it's going to be week to week. Jimmy Graham was a non-factor. You know, we kind of expected that. But I think that kind of sums up the Packers side of the ball. You know, moving over to the Vikings, yeah, Dalvin Cook. Out one good player, actually one great player. Twenty yeah. carries, hundred and fifty-four yards, and a touchdown. The best running back this week. 
the chef, Delvin Cook. That's pretty good. Step That's into the kitchen. Uh, you know, I he looked great. You know, he's number one. He absolutely deserved it. I'm uh-huh. very curious on his touchdown run. You know, I, I did watch this game very closely. You know, on, the, on his touchdown run, 60 yards for the touchdown, there was about four or five Packer defenders who should have stopped him. His stat line does look very different if the Packers knew how to tackle. Uh, he would have had roughly 90 yards, no touchdown, if that play would not have happened. It did happen, and you will happily take those points. Um, you know, I'm not worried about Dalvin Cook. He's a top 10 RB for me. But yeah, you got so, Yeah, I think the bigger headline is the Packers' defense is legit. You know, other than that play breakdown, they look solid. You know, Dalvin Cook, obviously great game. Happy for him. Um, Adam Thielen... It was kind of a non-factor. You know, he he was fine. You know, nothing exciting. Under 10 points. Stephon Diggs should have had two long touchdowns, but because yeah. of unfortunate, you know, the, penalties, it didn't work very out. Very questionable referee in that game. But again, we're both biased. Uh, I think that it was less of the, I mean, the Packers defense was great. I think it was more of Kirk Cousins not being that great. Uh, it was just a, terrible performance from cousins so i think that's why thielen didn't get as many points as he should have thielen didn't do too bad though five receptions 75 yards no touchdowns it was okay yeah i'm worried about these passing options um if i had to pick between thielen diggs i'm still team thielen by a mile dalvin cook is a superstar i'm not starting kirk cousins Uh, for anything really on he shouldn't be on a team in fantasy So, Andrew, here's a question for you. So the next time these teams meet, it'll be at the Vikings stadium. Who do you think wins that game? I'm still going Vikings. Still going Vikings? I'm still going Vikings, and you're still going Packers. I I really liked how our defense performed, and Kirk Cousins had an off day. I I am a pessimist Vikings fan, uh, but I think Kirk Cousins can still pull through hopefully do something in the next matchup yeah no have fun with that contract uh the yeah. next game we have two, two, is two the more two more seasons including two this more one. seasons that's all you're stuck yep. with dallas yep. cowboys take on the washington professional football franchise uh-huh. uh cowboys crush them you know dak prescott looked phenomenal once again uh 26 throws for oh, oh, 30 throws for 26 completions 269 yards three touchdowns and only one interception the number three overall quarterback. Prescott's looking good. Pay the man. Saying to pay the man. Yeah, Andrew, good call on Prescott. You were a believer God, before right. the season, and he delivered. Um, you know, as far as his wide receiving options, Cooper still looks great. Michael yeah. Gallup, you know, he's out two to four weeks with a meniscus injury. He should come back and still be able to perform at a high level. Uh, in the short term, are you interested in Devin? Uh, what was it, Devin Smith? Devin Smith. Uh, not, not really. I would need to see a game or two to see how involved he is in this offense. If Dak Prescott likes throwing to him, um, it's, it's basically, I think it's going to be a Mark Cooper from now on. Yeah. And Jason Witten looked great. He caught a touchdown yeah, as well. Okay. <laughs> when I say look what? great, I mean involved. I, he does not look great. He's able to catch really well. And he is a big dude. So Jason Witten is a fine tight end stream. If you need somebody, uh, Zeke, 23 carries, 
11 yep. yards and a touchdown. <laughs> um, that was, I mean, it's 111. I missed that. That didn't look right. That's because <laughs> there should be an extra one in there. Yeah, I do want to publicly shame you because yeah. looking at that, I felt like that wasn't right after watching him. It, after you said it, I was like, that's not right. Because <laughs> I was like, there's no way he carried the ball 23 times. <laughs> I only got 11 yards. That is the worst yards per carry I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he's Zeke looked great. You know, he's yeah. a locked and loaded top, I'd say top two running back right now. Yeah. Uh, especially with Kamara losing Breeze. So if you have Zeke, be happy. 111 yards, a touchdown, heavily involved. He's the man. I like the Cowboys. You know, they, almost every one of their players is start worthy. Um, it's an amazing yeah. all around team. It's I a can't. Solid, well done team. They do have there's a only, new. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say there's only one team that I can see that can contend with them right now, and that's the Patriots. Those are the only two teams that I can see, or the only team that I can see knocking out the Cowboys. Wow, no, that's a honestly, hot take. Honestly, well, this Cowboys team's looking great. Yeah, I think the main difference is their new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. He really has shown that, you know, he's taken the offense in a whole new direction. Um, thank heavens Jason Garrett is not calling the plays anymore. Uh, Kellen Moore looks like the real deal, and so do the Cowboys. You know, mm-hmm. over to Washington, not a great team. Uh, but there's still some fantasy relevance here. There Case is. Keenum was serviceable once again. AP, 25 yards and a touchdown, solid. You know, if you're streaming running yep. backs, he's a good option. Yeah, uh, I mean, we were more of a fan of Chris Carson than AP going into this week, but we've, again, proven wrong. You but mean Chris Thompson? Chris Thompson. Yep, not yep. Chris Carson. I still got Chris Carson in my head. That's how much I like him. But <laughs> is Keenum a guy who you would consider picking up? Nope. He, he ranked 12th this week. Overall, this entire season, he's been the fifth best quarterback based on fantasy points of, above Deshaun Watson, above Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. Yeah, is no. This, is nope. this a fluke? It's a, just... I don't think it's a fluke. Uh, Case Keenum, he's better than people think. I do not want to have to rely on him. That's not who okay. he is. Even, so, even with his amazing receiver? That we'll mention in a couple minutes. I like what he does for his receivers. Um, he's not a bad quarterback. He's not bad enough where I'm worried about his receiving options, but he's not good enough where I'm comfortable starting him by himself. So he doesn't affect his wide receivers in a negative way, but I, I would not start Case Keenum unless I absolutely have to. Uh, uh, like you were pointing out, Scary Terry. 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 Oh, Terry McLaurin. Gets it done again. Oh, five receptions, 62 yards, and a touchdown. He didn't he get is... as many yards, but he, he got the job done, man. That was that was great. Yeah, here's a fun little fact for you, Andrew. Yeah, him with the fact. Scary Terry is the first uh, wide receiver since Calvin freaking Johnson with oh at boy. least 50 receiving yards and a touchdown in their first two starts. Wow. I'm not saying I mean, Scary Terry is Megatron, but I am saying he's in good company. You know, he's a really good player, and he has taken over as the number one wide receiver for yeah. this Washington offense. If Whenever you get compared to a to a great player like that, I mean, you know there's something special. It's like last week when we compared Josh Jacobs to LaDainian Tomlinson. 
Like there's something special there. Not saying that they're going to be amazing, but someone to definitely keep an eye out for and get on your team right now. Right. If if uh, Terry McLaurin is on the waivers, he is owned in about 50% of leagues, which is borderline criminal at this point. If he's yeah. unowned, pick him up immediately. I would start him as a wide receiver three or flex option. And I'm not yeah, like particularly that. worried about it. I, I will say I'm not planning on starting him this upcoming week against the Chicago Bears. But that's only because they're the Bears, not because I have any doubts about Terry. So make sure he's owned. He should be owned in all formats everywhere. Um, No, I'm really optimistic. He's shown he can do it. And moving forward, I think he's going to be one of the highlights from the waiver wire all season. Let's go Scary Terry. Scary Terry. Uh, Moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Oakland Raiders. Uh, You know, (laughs) oof. Chiefs, the top guy. Yep. Yeah, Chiefs still good. Raiders still bad. Uh, Mahomes, amazing. Yeah. Kelsey, um, okay. Let's let's just hit the highlights. Yeah. Running game is not looking great. Uh, LeSean McCoy banged up. Damien Williams banged up. If for whatever reason, you know, you own either of those two guys, we're just looking for an upside play. Darwin Thompson. You know, he was fantastic in the preseason. If those running backs are hobbled, you know, he, he has a real opportunity. He could be the next Kareem Hunt. So pick him up as a flyer. Um, but if you have LaShawn McCoy, uh, uh-huh. you know, or Damian Williams, you should pick him up. Uh, so that's going to be a big storyline we'll need to follow. Wide receiver wise, Sammy Watkins came back down to earth. I'm not that worried about it. There's just a lot of mouths to feed. Demarcus Robinson, he's the wide receiver I'd like from this offense. Six receptions, 172 yards, two touchdowns. Number one wide receiver from week two. Number one receiver this week. Yeah, he should be owned in all formats. I wouldn't, you know, be in a hurry to start him, but I think he's a high upside flex play. Yeah, well, when you have the best quarterback in the league throwing to him, that's pretty good. (laughs) I like that. Well said. I mean, you can't. What else can you say? Mahomes is throwing to him. They're they're gonna perform at a, at way better than if you know he was on the Jaguars, right? Yeah, and you know, with the Raiders, uh kind of disappointing. You know, Derek Carr reminded us why he's not a very good quarterback. He uh-huh. can't throw down the field. Josh Jacobs came back down to earth. Twelve carries for ninety nine yards. He's still a great running back. He's a he's a running back too. But keep in I'm mind not that performance from from Jacobs. Yeah, that's about what I expect. He's the seventh best mm-hmm. uh, running back of the season. Not the best week this week, but yeah, I still like him. Yeah, he performed admirably. Um, Tyrell Williams, you know, great in the absence of Antonio Brown. I think he's uh, you know locked in wide receiver too. Yeah, I agree. That's actually exactly where I have him. Uh, Waller, the tight end that you know we love, he was still involved. Six receptions for 63 yards. Would have loved to see a touchdown here, but once again, I think Carr is the only limitation on really all three of these options. Yeah, I mean, he, he's getting receptions, and that's really good, especially in a PPR league. And we, we always talk about it's a toss-up with tight ends. You know, if they get a touchdown, great week. If they don't get a touchdown, not so great week. And this is just one of those not so great weeks for Waller. And what I mean, not so great, it was still good. I yeah. mean, 
eighth best tight end this week. It's just, you know, he wasn't the top performer. Yeah, and I think this is more of what the Oakland Raiders are going to be moving forward. Um, you know, it's kind of sad, but, you know, I think Derek Carr severely limits their upside. Yeah, I mean, they were going against the Broncos week one, so. Right, right. Uh, Derek Carr, um, is there, is he someone you're considering in a two quarterback league? Um, not really, not really. I'm not, not, I did not like how Derek Carr played last week. It just, he didn't impress me at all. I would honestly put a player like Case Keenum over Derek Carr. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, next up, we have the Chicago Bears beating the Denver Broncos in a shockingly exciting last two minutes of yeah. the football game. What the heck happened there? I thought the Bears, I mean, this whole time, we thought the Bears were going to be the best team in the NFC North. Uh, I, mean, I never a lot thought of, Okay, well, you didn't because you're blindsided with cheese. Uh, just, I'm sorry. All you Who's currently number cheese? one? In the NFC North? It's two, we're two weeks in. Let's chill out. And we beat the uh, two best what, teams. <laughs> not the Bears. <laughs> not the Bears. It's They were not... I would not be happy with that performance. Yeah, no, you shouldn't fan. be. You uh, should not lose to the Broncos... Or you should not beat the Broncos in the last second of the game. Yeah. No, that was, that was ugly. Uh, Mitch Trubisky looks terrible. He was Holy 16 cow. for 27, oh 120 yards... He looks lost. Uh, if you own him, drop him. It's until he proves otherwise, he's not rosterable. Uh-uh. Uh, David Montgomery, you know, showed what he can do. 62 yards and a touchdown. He was stuffed a couple times, but he did get it in. And at the end yep. of the day, that's what matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, 18 carries. That's what you're wanting. That's the production. That's yep. the involvement we're looking for. Uh, Tariq Cohen. I would drop him. You know, he's right in the roster bubble for me. You know, he can be serviceable. He hasn't shown himself to be great, but, you know, he. I'm not yeah. starting him. You know, I would Gary own him. Kind of prove that he's, he's the guy. Right. Yeah, I think he'll have value maybe in a PPR league, but uh-huh. he is doing way less than I expected from Tariq. You know, Allen Robinson, disappointment. Uh, yep. But that comes down to Trubisky. You know, unless he shows he's got some untapped potential, uh, I don't think I'm going to start any wide receivers until Trubisky you're, figures himself out. You're only as good as your quarterback. That's why Galladay isn't the best receiver in the league. He's limited. Huh. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> going over to the Broncos. They would be the best receiver in the league, but... He would be better if Matthew Stafford wasn't the quarterback. That's just the first example that I thought of. Tis true. Throw that out there. Uh, Joe Flacco, better stat line, but you know, once sure. again, not a serious fantasy football quarterback. Uh-uh. Emmanuel Sanders is the real deal. I would start him everywhere I have him. I think he's a low end wide receiver too. But you know, eleven receptions for ninety eight yards and a touchdown against a very good Chicago yeah. Bears defense. Yeah, I agree. I like him way better than Curtis Samuel. Oh, way God, better. yeah. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders is a must-start. Royce Freeman had 102 total yards, and Philip Lindsay kind of took the back seat. Uh, this is a gross situation. Yeah. We've been saying that since before the season. I don't want either of them. Um, but, you know, if I lost some players and I needed somebody, Royce Freeman would be a solid pickup if he's open. You Did know? I just say Curtis Samuel? 
You did. You did. Okay, Cortland Sutton is the word I meant. I that did not. I knew that didn't sound right coming out of my mouth. Uh, but you're right either way. Cortland you know, Emmanuel Sutton. Sanders is yeah. he's the way. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'm not messing with Noah Fant, the tight end. Uh, I think that's it. Royce it's, Freeman, Philip Lindsay, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders, yeah. And he's the only one that you're comfortable with. I'm really not that high on the Denver run game. So for me, just Emmanuel Sanders, honestly. Yeah, um, and I think that sums that game up. Both very yep. kind of low-ceiling offenses. None. Uh, the I guess the exact opposite of that would be the New Orleans Saints and the L.A. Rams. Yeah, Let's start with the Rams because that's happier. Rams it's the most good. fair fair game I've ever seen. The the refs calls were great, and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry this is a, this is a fantasy football podcast, and you're talking we got about involved. refs. We got to involve a little a little bit of that. I mean, Cameron Jordan should have returned that for a touchdown. Anyway, I'm not going to complain about the Saints losing um, as a Viking fan. So we're talking about the Rams. Jared Goff, 19 for 28, 283 yards on touchdown. This is more of the Jared Goff that we know and love. Eighth best quarterback this week. I like him. Yeah, this was a step in the right direction. He still seems off. Uh, you know, I'll chalk that up to the New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, and I'll ch- also chalk that up to they didn't really need to do that much to beat the Saints. No. Um, with Drew Brees coming out, you know, they didn't really need to fight all that hard. So I think Goff will continue to do better. You know, he was able to take his uh, foot off the pedal. You know, Goff is, you know, I'd say QB8 rest of the way forward. Todd Gurley, yeah. thankfully, fell into the end zone. 63 uh-huh. yards and a touchdown. If you have Gurley, are you trying to sell him off of this performance? Uh, I would think about it. Depends on what you're getting him for. I mean, it doesn't look like, from from what I've noticed, it, it really doesn't look like he his knees are affecting him that much. Honestly, he just looks like the the same old girly. He's off to a slow start, and you can tell that that the Rams are worried about him because they don't want to get hurt. They're playing him really cautiously. But I'm I wouldn't be that that uh, adamant about getting rid of him. Yeah, you know they are making a concerted effort to reduce his workload. He does still look really good, and you know he's the better running back. So he will get work. You know, sixteen carries of Todd Gurley. I'll happily take as a top RB. You know, he's not going to be set the world on fire like he was, you know, the last couple of years, yeah. but he'll still be a really safe, really talented wide or running back, uh, you know, for your team. Yep. Uh, Cooper cup. Awesome. Five receptions, yeah. 120 yards, had a fantastic run. That was almost a touchdown. A I'm a fan of Cooper shot. cup. He's a wide receiver too. And I don't care who asks. Get, yeah. You got it. You got to put him in that wide receiver two spot now. He gets the receptions. He's getting the yards. And on any other day, he'll probably get a touchdown. Or he could get a touchdown. Yeah, Brandon Cooks did get a touchdown. Three receptions yep. for 74 yards. Uh, and that's Not what he bad. does. You know, that's Cooks. Yep. I think the bigger question is Robert Woods. Two weeks in a row, not very good stat lines. I think that's just because Jared Goff has been off. You know, with, you know, first game, they didn't look like they were fully prepared to play football. Second game, they coasted to a win. Better days are ahead. Robert Woods will be there when they need him. Yeah, I wouldn't freak out too much as a Robert Woods owner. You're always going to have some bad weeks, especially with, you know, a receiving core like this. You know, he's got to compete with Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks, but 
yeah, who who knows? It's it's kind of like the Patriots run game. It might flip next week. Yeah, I'm starting him with confidence. Um, yeah. You know, over to the Saints side of the ball, I'm worried. Uh, Drew Brees is out at least six weeks with a thumb injury. Oh. Teddy Bridgewater is the Just starter. Sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bridgewater's not really a player that I, I would consider yet to pick up on a team. It's, he didn't look, he will, he didn't look exciting at all last game. I mean, part of it could be the, uh, the Rams solid defense, but I just wasn't excited about him at all. I mean, he had 17 completions, 30 attempts, 165 yards, zero TDs, zero interceptions. Not that, not that excited about him. Yeah, this is a major downgrade for all the Saints players. Uh, Michael Thomas goes from being a wide receiver one to a wide receiver two. Alvin Kamara, I think, goes from a top three running back to a back-end RB1, which it kills me to say that, but you know, mm-hmm. I think that's the truth. Um, Jared Cook goes from someone to keep an eye on to someone I'm not touching. No, I mean, we weren't that excited about Jared Cook at the begin- beginning of the season outlook where he's at i mean i really want to avoid him yeah i'm worried um you know i'm not trying to trade michael thomas he's still valuable kamara still valuable he has real talent um but now it's going to be up to kamara to make himself valuable versus Uh drew Brees making the offense more valuable uh i do think Taysom hill might get worked in as a quarterback at some point this season ahead of teddy bridgewater i know a lot of people like him for some weird reason he, but he's just such a weird player because I know he's listed on most fantasy websites as a quarterback, but half the time he's a running back and half the time he's a wide receiver. I, I just, you can't pick him up on fantasy because you don't know what position he's going to play. Oh yeah. I'm not saying that, but yeah, what I, I, I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to lose this quarterback competition for whatever reason, people like Teddy Bridgewater. I, I mean, think I he's still, a, He's a nice I still guy. like the guy. He's yeah. a nice guy, but I don't want him to be my quarterback. I think the Saints are going to let Taysom Hill take the chance. Yeah, um, that's going to be weird. Yeah, downgrade. I feel bad for Saints fans. I feel bad for everybody yeah. with pieces of the Saints. Kind of like the Steelers. This is not a great situation. Only time will tell. Uh, next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles taking who took on the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, Bird Bowl Part 2. You know, Matt Ryan, he struggled. You know, 27 of 43 attempts, 320 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. The wide receivers look great. Julio Jones had 106 yards, two touchdowns. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, too, yep. Yeah, no, their receiving options look great. Uh, Once again, Hooper, whatever. Hooper was a pooper. (laughs) You really, Hooper wasn't that bad. I just like heckling you. Um, you, if you, you need a tight end, he's solid. Was that bad? He wasn't great, but Julio Jones, Calvin really stole the show because you know there really wasn't much to steal. Um, you know, Devontae Freeman. We warned you; it yeah. was a rough week, but we expected we did. that. We did warn you. Uh, I think he'll be better moving forward. I'm definitely still trying to buy low. Freeman looked a little lost out there. I think that has uh-huh. more to do with the Falcons' offensive line than it does to do with uh, Devonte himself. But you know, he looked better than Ito, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> you, you really don't like Ito, do you? I don't have a choice. Um, <laughs> Ito's looking better than I, I guess. I guess uh, it's it's kind of like Rashad Penny for me because you're high on on Devonte Freeman. I'm high on Chris Carson. 
You just don't want to see their backups being being featured. Right. I think Ito, I'm a Devontae Freeman owner, big surprise. And I'm trying to roster Ito Smith as well. You know, it, it looks like once this offense starts to hum, they'll be better. But the offensive line is a real concern. I think yeah. Freeman will overcome that, especially now that the offense is starting to look in sync and the offensive line will get healthier. Um, so I'm trying to buy low. It was a rough game. I think he'll bounce back week three. But yeah. no, that sums up the Falcons. I are mean, you, what do you think? R- quick question. Are you comfortable with Calvin Ridley as a wide receiver too? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. no, he's... Good, because me too. I mean, he was the eighth best wide receiver uh, this week. Julio Jones is the fourth best wide receiver this week. Huge performance by both of them. Yeah, Very no, confident. I think they're the best two wide receivers on the same team. You know, I don't yep. think there's another team in the NFL. You know, the, maybe the The Patriots. only one that comes close based on fantasy production is Tyler Boyd and John Ross. That's disgusting. Uh, don't even... But, the fact that, that you would say just, those two in the same breath is, shut up. I am no. looking at the stats. No. Get the out. Stats That's only. stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Looking at Dude, the Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, superstars. Don't let Andrew tell you any differently. Oh, um, I'm not saying that they're that they're better <laughs> than Julio and I'm Ke- Calvin Ridley. Absolutely not. Yeah, Calvin Ridley is a strong wide receiver too. Yeah. Uh, moving over to the Eagles side of the ball, it uh-huh. was a rough night for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, Carson yeah. Wentz. It was. You know, struggles. Uh, it's he not a drive, but not his fault. You know. Everybody and their grandma was hurt in this game uh, yep. for the Eagles. Carson Wentz got hurt, came back. Uh, Miles Sanders was more involved, but still not getting the workload we expect. But no, I think the, the biggest story. Yards. Yeah, the biggest story of the game is the receiving options for the Eagles. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Dallas Goddard, hurt. Alshon Jeffrey, hurt. Deshaun yep. Jackson, hurt. Nelson Aguilar became the new number one, and he stepped up in a big way. He did. He did. It, they fell just short, though, but holy cow. Yeah. What a performance you, from Aguilar. Aguilar had eight receptions, uh, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Alshon Jeffrey is doubtful for week three, but Deshaun Jackson said he'll be out for two to three weeks. Next yeah. week, I'm starting Aguilar. All systems go. Yeah, I like Aguilar and that wide receiver three flex but maybe wide receiver too because i mean he had the same numbers as calvin ridley i mean he had just two more yards than calvin ridley so yeah i wouldn't go that far i think he's a strong yeah, flex wide receiver three territory we definitely need to see more of him that's the difference ridley really has been consistent with his performances obviously Aguilar hasn't because this is his only game where he was at wide receiver one um yeah no and i think i am worried about the eagles these are some pretty serious injuries to overcome. Yeah. And granted, they're not facing serious the Falcons players every week. Too. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. Very hurt. I'm looking forward to what their lineup will be like towards week three. Yeah. Um, and if and if you thought injuries ba- were bad in this game, <laughs> let's talk about the Browns versus Jets. Yeah, probably one of the most underwhelming games of the weekend. The Cleveland Browns dismantle the New York Jets. How sad. Um, let's start with the Browns because that's happier. Just yeah. Baker Mayfield, you know, he had a lot of yards, three hundred twenty-five, mm-hmm. but he had one touchdown and one interception. You know, he's really not looking like the superstar people were expecting. You know, do you think he's going to be able to bring back his value? I I think he's he's gonna bring back his value from where he's at right now. I he's gonna be okay for me. I think uh, 
it's definitely it, probable that he can make, you know, top 12, maybe even top 10. I don't see him making a, a top five at all. Yeah, and people were really, really high on they Baker drafting Mayfield. drafting him like fifth round. I mean, I know people that spent $20, $25 in an auction league for him, which... That's, it's crazy. Know, whatever the league we're in, yeah. 25. Yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. You know, Baker Mayfield will be fine. I think mm-hmm. he's a high-end quarterback, too. Uh, yeah. You know, especially after the injuries. I don't have all that high expectations for Baker. You know, I... I want him to prove it to me before yeah, I rank exactly. him higher. You got to wait and yeah. see. I think he's fine. Um, Nick Chubb looked great. 18 carries yeah. for 62 yards and a touchdown. And his touchdown run, he was fast. He was strong. And the Cleveland Browns offensive line, you know, opened up huge running lanes for him. So if you're worried about Nick Chubb, congratulations. You have a top five running back. Uh-huh. Uh, OBJ also had a pretty good game too. Six receptions, 161 yards and a touchdown uh third best receiver this week that that's what you want from obj right there. yeah and that is a little deceptive um you know his touchdown run was towards the end of the game the jets had lost all hope uh and he the just jets lost hope before the game even started let's be honest right yeah it was a weird play you know they really tried to blitz baker um yeah. and you know just forgot to cover obj and he's a superstar. So if you, honestly, yeah, even without the touchdown, I'd be happy with that performance. 161 right. yards. That's yeah, he good. played well. Um, yeah. OBJ, he's a top wide receiver when he's healthy. Ninjoku left the game with concussion, something to monitor. I do still like David Ninjoku. I think he's going to be valuable, yeah. but you know you have to make sure you watch the concussion. Jarvis Landry, I think, is a huge question mark for the Browns' offense. Um, really, really underutilized. Uh, I think really shocking a lot of people. You know, where do you have him ranked moving forward? Uh, I I do like him in that flex position. Um, I'm I wasn't that excited after the week one performance at all because that it, it, Baker just needs to step it up. If Baker can step it up, I like Landry in that flex position because I thought he would be pretty good in a PPR league. But I I'm starting to fall on him though. I mean, only three receptions for 32 yards last game. Yeah, I, I'm falling on him, but I still like him in a flex because I think he has some good upside. Yeah, people were drafting him to be a wide receiver two, but I think he's low-end wide receiver three flex category. Um, and even then, I'm worried. I'm not starting him yeah. with any sort of confidence. I think if somebody wants to buy, I am more than happy to sell. Uh, uh-huh. I just don't think the balance will be there. I think they're way more run-focused than they were last year. And Odell Beckham Jr. will hog those targets. So if you bought, you know, if you spent a lot on Landry, I try to recoup his value before it goes down even further. Uh, Going over to the Jets side of the ball. Oh, boy. Wow. So you lose Sam Darnold to Mono. It's like, all right, that's fine. I guess we'll just put in Simeon. All right. It's not going to be great. (laughs) Put in Simeon, see if he can get us through the game. Yeah, he can't. You know, he Psych. left the game. <laughs> it was a gruesome-looking injury. I was really yeah, happy I, to see him be able to walk off the field, but, yeah, he's going to be out yeah. for a while. Uh, yeah, I hope he's okay, though. That, that It really didn't look good. So now they're stuck with their third-string quarterback, some guy named Luke Falk. So I guess that begs the question, what the yeah. fuck are they going to do? I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, 
I I don't know what to expect from the Jets anymore. I mean, you're putting in your third string quarterback that hugely affects every single star player. I mean, Bell, yeah. Anderson, I guess that's really all the star players on the team, but <laughs> yeah, it yeah, really fucks it mean. up. Yeah. There you go. We're going to keep using that. Gonna, is it is it I thought it was Falk. That might be. It's just more is that fun what to it say. is? It probably it is. is. Yeah. Um you know, let's the only two relevant players, Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson looked fine. You know, four yeah. receptions for 81 yards. I think that's near the ceiling of what he can do with this second and third string quarterback group mm-hmm. that they have right now. Yeah, I agree. I'm not selling him. I'm not starting him if I can help it, but if I were to start him, he'd be a flex. Le'Veon Bell showed legitimate upside. You know, he's he's a workhorse. He Yeah, that was, you know, that had was a good performance by him. 31 total touches, 21 carries, 10 catches. He ran for 68 yards and he caught 61 yards. Uh, he's involved. So good. he's a top 10 running back. You know, he might not yeah. be able to be in the red zone that often especially not like what he saw with the Steelers, but he's still got game. He's still a really good player. He's going to be a really dependable running back for you. Exactly. He catches the ball. He was the sixth best uh, running back this week on fantasy points, ranked five over the, the season, even though we're only two weeks in, but yeah, definitely good performance by Lev Bell and he didn't even get a touchdown. So yeah. Imagine, so when, no. imagine when he, the same stat line, but with a touchdown, Ooh. <laughs> And with a quarterback. And with a quarterback. Exactly. Uh, so that wraps up our recap of week two. Uh, let's get into some players that made us glad this week. Glad. Uh, I'll start Vance McDonald. I was worried yeah. week one. Week two, he was more involved, especially with the new QB behind the helm. He broke out seven receptions, seven targets, 38 yards, two touchdowns. I like a me, the McDonald. Nice, nice. I got uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G. This uh, comeback game wasn't the best performance, but I'm just happy he's back, honestly. I mean, he could have done a little better, but three TDs, almost 300 yards, sixth best quarterback this week, Jimmy G. That's a good one. He's a very handsome man. Uh, Next up, I've got Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. Two great games back-to-back, talented and consistent number one option in this washington mark at the end of that (laughs) yeah consistent to be seen so far so good yeah truly it is a shock uh it's not a shock he passed uh paul richardson on the depth chart not surprising but i'm amazed he's producing at the rate he is you know he's the number one option i think if he's consistent he's going to be a solid wide receiver too this season yeah, uh, my glad I got David Montgomery. Now, he didn't have a – I mean, he only got 62 yards and a touchdown, which was good. He had 18 carries, though. He was the featured running back. And I, as much as I hope the Bears offense is good for Montgomery's sake, if uh, if – the Bears do better. Montgomery's going to do better. And I, I like him with the 18 carries. I mean, the next uh, most carries is Tariq Cohen with four. I've been complaining how they need to feature Montgomery more because he is the better running back, and they did this week. I'm glad about it. Someone who warmed my heart this week was Dak Prescott. He's playing for a contract. 
Um, just a nice guy all the way around. Three touchdowns, did it again. I think he's a superstar, locked and loaded, top 10 QB. Oh, yeah. He's performing at a high top level. Five he, QB. He made me glad. I got Julio Jones. The whole question built around him this season. Can he finally get double digit touchdowns? He's way on pace too. He's just, <laughs> I, it's five receptions, 106 yards, two touchdowns this game. He's great. Three touchdowns this season. I, I'd like him. I'm super glad for him. And I'm is glad he he's your, getting, finally getting the touchdowns. Is he your number one wide receiver? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to go as my number one. With confidence, I like it. Yeah, well, because if you if you look at all the other top receivers as players like Sammy Watkins, John Ross, this is just based oh on fantasy God. points. Marquise Brown. I don't, here, I don't care about fantasy points, Andrew. They're not consistent. They're Who not, you well, say? this is a fantasy podcast. <laughs> They're not as consistent as Julio, as I think Julio Jones will be. But yeah. uh Players who made me sad. Well, I, I like Julio. I think he passed uh, Devontae Adams in my yep. in my rankings. And Hopkins. Uh, and just D Hop just hasn't really hasn't performed yet. So Julio Jones is my number one. Players who made me sad. Week two. Josh, also known as Flash Gordon. Whoa. I am sad. You know, that offense took off. They were playing the hapless Dolphins. But you're playing uh-huh. whack-a-mole with wide receivers. Tom Brady chose to shine his handsome face at Antonio Brown this week, not Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon gets stuck with 19 pitiful yards. Yeah, that's that's a rough performance. Uh, speaking of rough performances, Robert Woods. We talked a, a lot about him earlier in this podcast. He only had two receptions for 33 yards, nine rushing yards. We were really excited about every wide receiver for the Rams this game going up against the Saints. We thought it was going to be a shootout. He's just two weeks in a row just not performing, so I really hope he steps it up, but I'm sad to put him in the sad spot. Sammy Watkins breaks my heart time after time after time. So much talent, such little disregard for my feelings. Sammy Watkins had 49 yards in a barn burner. Very sad. Breaks my heart yet again. Sammy Watkins made me sad. Uh, I got Christian McCaffrey. I was super excited to see how he'll how he'll play against the questionable Buccaneers, but only 53 total yards. I thought I thought that the Panthers are going to take an early lead, and McCaffrey would just run the ball the entire time. It 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 didn't work out that way. So McCaffrey sad. Hopefully next week put him in the glad. Old quarterbacks, old man Breeze hurt his hand. Oh. Yep. Big Ben Roethlisberger out for the season. Yeah. Eli Manning loses his job to a 20-something-year-old kid who looks just like him, just younger <laughs> and better looking. Rough week to be an old quarterback. You know, Breeze injury, you know, he's a superstar. I mean, yep. him and Big Ben are Hall of Fame-level quarterbacks. Legends. It's rough. Rough for the Saints, rough for the Steelers. Probably a little bit of an upgrade <laughs> for the Giants. But if you're an old quarterback, this is a rough week for you. Yeah, it's it's almost the end of the era, as, as sad as I want to say. I'm going to go to a young quarterback in Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> What's going on? I, Mitch Trubisky is my last spot in the sad. 
I I thought this was going to be a bounce back game against the uh, against the Broncos. I mean, Derek Carr had a good Week One performance against the Broncos, and I was like, oh, this is Trubisky's bounce back game, right? This is where the Bears are going to start picking it up. They didn't. Trubisky zero touchdowns, only 120 yards. Oh, that's not good. That is really not good for a for a team that you expect to make the playoffs and some people predicted to win the Super Bowl. So I'm going Trubisky. Yeah, you know, I when you say Mitch Trubisky bounce back, I'm not sure how many of you out there are familiar with trampolines, but sometimes when you go to take a big jump for a bounce back, your limbs give out on you and you hit yourself in the head with a limb or you yeah. completely wipe out. I think that was or Mitch Trubisky's through wipe the trampoline. Out. Or Anyways. you know what? That is yeah. Mitch Trubisky week two. Instead of a yeah. bounce back, he bounced through in a sad way. <laughs> yeah, he's in the basement right now. He is in the basement. I, it's hard to get out. Well, Andrew, my man, that yeah. completes our week two fantasy uh-huh. breakdown. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please subscribe. Give us five stars if you love us. Give Do us right five now. stars if you hate us. We appreciate it. Until next time. We are out of here. See you.